Jesse live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Uh, I wouldn't say unfair, but it was challenging. It was it was it was a challenging year on the field, off the field. You know, just grouping everything together. Uh, but it's great. It's great to finish strong. You know, as much as we, you know, as much as everything that happened this year, I don't really want to speak about it. But as much as as everything happened this year, I feel like we can all put that behind us now. And you know, like we won last, like we won yesterday. You know what I'm saying? It was a great team win. It was a great momentum win. And I feel like you know we have a young core. We have a lot of guys come back on contract. So we got a lot of guys that experienced this pain. I experienced it for two years. We got a lot of guys that just experience it, that don't want to experience it no more. That is Josh Allen. I don't think anybody wants to experience it anymore. Just four wins in a two-year span for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It has not been good for the Jags. As the uh, search for the next head coach continues. Brett Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here on a Wednesday as the countdown to the ECHL All-Star Game. Uh, is underway here in the River City. It's actually been uh, more than a year in the making. Supposed to be played in Jacksonville last year. Obviously, COVID knocked that out of the way. And uh, here we are, ready to go on Monday, a weekend full of festivities. Jacksonville Iceman playing good hockey, and uh, they will play some of the best in the ECHL as well. Right now, Joey Sides from the Jacksonville Iceman. He's a forward for the team. Joins us on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. A little later in the segment, we'll give away some tickets to the ECHL All-Star Game. Joey, what's happening, man? Thanks for taking a couple minutes. Hey, how are you? We're fantastic. Uh, you guys are, are getting ready to, to play in an All-Star Game. How fun will this be? Uh, do you like the format where your entire team gets to go at, at the rest of the league? Uh, yeah, you know, it's definitely going to be a fun weekend. We're looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I've played in a couple in the past where we've played against the All-Stars, and um, it's a good format. It should be fun. I like how they're doing both five-on-five five and three-on-three. Three. Um, you know, I know they've done just three-on-three three in the past, and, you know, you get to showcase a little more skill because there's a lot more ice out there um, to work with. But this will be cool. It'll be fun. We're looking forward to it. Joey, it's your first year playing for the Iceman here in Jacksonville. What is your thought about Jacksonville overall as a city and as a hockey town? Oh, it's been, it's been an unbelievable experience. One of the best places I've played for sure. Um, you know, the fans here show up every game, even, you know, on a Tuesday or on a Wednesday. We still get, um, you know, 7,000 fans, which is pretty amazing. Um, and then, you know, on the pack nights, the whole place is just going off. So it's been a lot of fun. And then, you know... We're hanging out in 70-degree weather in January, so <laughs> can't complain about that. You know, going to the rink in uh, shorts and sandals is something I haven't experienced um, throughout my career. So it's uh, it's been a great year. We've got a great group of guys on the team, um, coaching staff, the whole um, training staff. Everybody's just, um, you know, clicking in the locker room and, um, you know, kind of shows with us sitting in first place right now. So it's been a great year. Joey, you reign from uh, Sun Valley, Idaho. What does the hockey seem like in Idaho? Is it a big hockey state or, or not? Um, you know, it's not known for it by any means. Um, but, you know, growing up, I had a rink in my backyard, so we were skating every day. And, um, yeah, the whole group that I grew up with, you know, that was everything. You know, we, we skied and snowboarded, but we also, you know, played hockey every day after school. And, 
Um, you know, it, it's it's coming around. Like, you know, the sport is just growing through the country. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in Idaho, we had three other towns to play against. So we traveled out and played against, um, you know, teams in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, or um, over in Montana, or we'd go up to British Columbia to play, or Washington. So it was, uh, it was a lot of travel when I was younger. Um, and I went away to boarding school to kind of further my career and played college in Boston. But, um, you know, I grew up in a little ski town, so there was snow and ice rinks everywhere. So, um, you know, that's, that's where it all got started. That's pretty awesome. Joey Sides with us. Uh, Idaho to Boston or eventually on all your stops to Jacksonville, where's the biggest culture shock for you? <laughs> uh, culture shock, I'd say probably scotland i played overseas in scotland and that was just i couldn't even understand people for the first two months i was there uh, <laughs> hey boston but, you know, can be like were, that too <laughs> <laughs> you know what to be honest at the time i bet boston was the biggest culture shock for me going from a small town to a big city like that um but that was a lot of fun as a college town um but yeah you know scotland was crazy it was a lot of fun everybody was very welcoming just totally different culture um and then, yeah, like I said, over here, the weather, that's been the biggest shock. Just getting to go to the beach and jump in the water and do your own little sports recovery that way has been pretty amazing. Yeah. Joey, I find hockey fascinating because, like, you know, having played football, I mean, usually when you get into your 30s, now it's time to start talking about, okay, do you, how much more do you have left in the tank? You're 35 years old. I see a guy like Alex Ovechkin still playing some of the best hockey uh, of his career at his age. You got Joe Thornton still doing the dang thing. I think he's in his 40s now. Like, is there really an expiration date on a hockey player, and how's your body holding up right now? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I think when you get to your 30s, you you know, you see some people dropping off, and you're like, okay, it might be my time here soon. Um, you know, and I think it really comes down when you're at my age playing. It's passion of the game. Um and, yeah, of course, if your body can hold up, and, you know, luckily mine has, and it's, it's, that does take a lot of maintenance and eating right, and, you know, recovery is huge. So, you know, long bus rides home are tough sometimes with that. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, it really just comes down to still wanting to do it. And for me, you know, it's something I grew up doing. I love it. And, um, yeah, it's, just, it's been an amazing year here. It's definitely been, um, you know, good support with the guys just, Every, it just makes fun going to the rink every day and playing the way we have uh, this season. It's just been a lot of fun. But, yeah, who knows? I mean, I I had surgery, you know, a few years back and thought it might be it and got a, got a real job for that year. And um, when I was all healed up, I was like, yeah, I'm not done. I got to keep doing this. <laughs> I love it. What was the real job? Uh, I did construction management. Um, that's what I did at, in college. Uh, I majored in construction management, so I gave that a go, project management. And, uh, yeah, just being on the job site every day. And, um, you know, we I think we did, like, a floor renovation. I did, like, um, a church remodel and then built, like, a 17-apartment um, complex building. And so I was on a few projects. But, um, you know, as, as much as I learned, I was just like, I'd rather be playing hockey right now, so <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so here I am. Yeah, here you are, 35 years old, the uh, oldest guy on the team, and older than your head coach. Is that weird? Uh, you know, it's not. Uh, I thought it might be, but, um, you know, me and Luco actually played together, um, say, five, six years ago in Reading. So he was a teammate to me, um, you know, then, and just getting the opportunity to come play for him here and watch him 
um, growing the coach has been really cool and having two young coaches and uh, Brandon and Nick have I think it might be you know part of our success I would say you know they played the game they're so close removed from the game but they know what we need you know when we need rest or we need to push a little harder and they can relate to the guys so um, no it hasn't been weird at all and uh, to be honest it's been really awesome to do it side by side with Nick um, just watching him in his first year as a head coach well, and by the way, it's uh, first place, so Nick's doing a great job. You guys are doing a great job. We hear that you are in charge of the music. You like to play DJ there. Um, like, what's first place music like in the locker room these days and on the bus or, or whatever? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I've done a little DJing in my time for the last uh, eight years or so, so the boys put the pressure on me to play uh, the tunes in the locker room. But, uh, you know, it, it switches up from anything from – you know, rock and roll, a little Black Keys or uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers to, you know, rap and, you know, your EDM pump-up music. Um, but, yeah, we've got our we've got our song that we put on in the locker room before we go out in this place and we get on the ice there is called Hooked by Notion or Notion by Hook, but uh, it gets the boys going. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been fun in there. They, they love when we play, you know, anything from rap to rock and roll and it's a good vibe. Well, then, Joey, I mean, after you win, like, do you have a song as well that you play that can maybe kind of, like, transfer to the arena? Because I'm reminded of, like, the St. Louis Blues a couple years ago when they were winning. You know, they had Gloria, not the best song maybe, but it worked for them. I mean, do you have kind of a song on standby if you guys have success in the playoffs that you would keep on pumping uh, to kind of keep that momentum going? <laughs> um, well, we have, like, our game-winning song that, you know, you play in the locker room okay. after a win. Um, and, like, we didn't really have one at the start of the season. You know, it always kind of takes, you know, a month or whatever to develop unless somebody comes to, uh, to the table with something. And, you know, we watched the movie Semi-Pro um, <laughs> on, on the bus ride to, uh, um, you know, one of the games here. I think it was South Carolina. And uh, Will Ferrell's got his song, Love Me Sexy. <laughs> and uh, so everybody's just dying laughing at that movie. And uh, I went ahead and... And uh, took the song off YouTube and put a little hip hop beat behind it and made a little remix for the boys. And so now that's our game win song after game. Oh, Joey, I mean, you have to go and put this on YouTube. You have to make this song a thing. I'm not sure if it's a copywritten or anything, but you got to, like, put, put that out there in the airwaves, man. I'm listening I wish to that. we knew about that. We could have played it that's as his intro saying, music. man. Yeah. I'm trying to get that in my playlist a little bit. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Yeah, I could, uh, I could shoot it over to you guys to get a little taste for it. But, yeah, right now it's just, uh, just for the guys in the locker room after we win. It's something fun to play. By the way, you, you're listening to Joey Sides, uh, Jacksonville Iceman yeah. Ford, and you're listening to him talk, and you know why he – came back to play hockey and why guys hang on because the locker room's fun. It is, right? Man. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You do you're, hey, you're probably not doing this kind of stuff on a construction <laughs> management site, Joe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, coming to work every day is a little different in the locker room and it's nothing but laughs and good times and, um, you know, even even long bus rides, like, you know, you might think it's, it's a little tiring, but, you know, the boys make it fun and playing cards and yeah, having a good time. So it's definitely the reason I keep going. It's just being around the guys. And one other thing you'll like about uh, Joey here, Austin, yeah. he likes to skateboard, apparently. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> man. Are you allowed to do that in season because the weather's good around here for that? You know what? It's been so hard for me not to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where you guys do your deep-cut intel, but, uh, yeah, I uh, yeah I grew up with a uh, half-pipe in my backyard. And, uh, you know, 
I competed a little bit when I was like, you know, 15, 16 years old. And then um, as hockey got a little more serious, I, you know, would only do it in the off season. So yeah, I'll still go out, um, you know, in the summertime here and there and go to the skate park. But yeah, I looked, I looked at my skateboard when I was packing up for here and I was like, you know what, you got to leave it. Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't take any risks, you know, I don't want to, you know, go out and try something or just be out cruising around the skate park and then, you know, come to the locker room and I can't skate because I rolled an ankle or, you know, hurt my wrist or whatever. So, yeah, I left the skateboard at home. You know, I got the cruiser board to rip around uh, the apartment complex over to the guy's house and stuff, but that's about where it ends. All right, so then I have two I have two important questions for you. Then. Number one, with skateboarding, what's your go-to deck then? It's kind of a selfish question because people listening probably won't understand it, but what's, like, your go-to deck? Um... You know, I I have a, a chocolate right now. Okay. Um, that's just kind of been it. It's like a, uh, yeah, just your average, you know, twin tip. I don't know. It's, it's that's just been chocolate's kind of been the brand that I've gone with my whole life. I got you. And then the other question I got is, you know, one day when you're playing at Coachella, you're you're playing that hit song, "Love Me Sexy" to some <laughs> hip hop. Do, do you have a do, do you have a DJ name or not? Or do you just go by DJ Joey Sides? It's just sides. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I've actually I make a lot of music in my free time, and uh, I haven't like updated anything in a long time. But um, one of my goals this year is to put out a few songs on uh, on Spotify. So hopefully I get a little, you know, get an account going and put some things out there. I, I put a song on um, on the ride home for the boys, and we we're coming back to the Vice Star and. You know, one of the guys is like, put sides the original on. And, uh, <laughs> put sides the original. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, my, this summer, my uncle, my uncle and I were like on the back porch, and I like, you know, I showed him a song that I had made, and he was he was into it, and then he's like, you know what, you need a you need a song with some Teddy Pendergrass, and I was like, all right, <laughs> what song? And he named one, and I like, you know, again, I took the vocals from it and like built a song around it, and uh, it actually goes pretty hard, so uh, I put that on. <laughs> put that on for the boys on the bus and everybody was clapping and screaming and I was like alright if you know this interaction I'm getting from the guys I gotta share it with the world so hopefully you know hopefully I can put put a few things out there this year I think it'd be fun that'd be I good man it, come man. back on the show and launch that when you can I tell like us that, where it man. all is and uh, you know Austin uh, used to play for the Jags and in the NFL now he's an MMA fighter so maybe you can make some entry music for Austin coming to the cage well yeah. that man I'll bet us go one of these games and bring a skateboard and be like hey Joey after the game let, let me see what you got a little bit you know what I'm saying just kind of throw that skateboard out there and just let's see a couple tricks what, what you got for you me you guys are well rounded yeah, yeah man well, By, uh, yeah. can we come to Sun Valley Idaho and do a show from there because you have a rink in your backyard and and a little skateboarding park. Uh, yeah, those. I mean, now you're just gonna find, you know, my mom's vegetable and flower gardens back there. Those are, <laughs> those are gone. Those are gone these days. But yeah, you're more than welcome. Doors always open in Idaho. All right, right on, man. Hey, uh, good luck in the All-Star Game. Enjoy it. Uh, and you got a game in Atlanta on Friday first, so uh, good luck there as well. We appreciate you taking a few minutes, man. Yeah, absolutely. Good talking with you guys. All right. That's uh, Joey Sides, Jacksonville Iceman Ford. Got big ECHL All-Star game coming up on Monday. Fan Fest on Sunday uh, just down there at the arena. <laughs> He's got some fun personalities yeah, on, the, on the Iceman Good team. Time. That was fun. Yeah. I, I didn't know if I, I should or shouldn't bring up the fact that, like, I feel like his his 
name, uh, his DJ name could be like Goodfellas or something. Yeah. Like it's just straight, <laughs> it's sure. Joey Sides. Joey Sides. Joey Sides. I mean, I don't know if he's playing hockey. We have to like, you know, maybe make a bet with him or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I know it was a great interview, man. I got to hear this music. I really do. I know. I'm, now I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. yeah. I'm intrigued. He's, hey, he's got all those guys going on the bus For in the sure. locker room. For so, sure. Uh, that is a thing. Um, thanks uh, to Alex Reed. Uh, from the Jacksonville Iceman for some of that deep cut information. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joey Sides. He knows the stuff. Um, hey, uh, let's do this. Uh, you, you ready to give away some tickets, Casey? You okay? Can you handle that on the way out? I, I think he's more Wait. than capable. Well, since when have I not been able to handle that? <laughs> I, well, I got to always be ready because he might be doing something that might involve the phone or something, so I'll make well, sure the phones are open. Hey, Casey, here's the real question. Yeah. Do you, me... And Joey Sides get together and try to come up with this Shock Your Mock theme song for this year. I think we need him. I think we need this guy. I mean, dude, I'm confident with you, but maybe adding a little hip-hop music behind what we can do? See, here's the thing. Everything I put out there is copyright to the, like, we should get (laughs) just totally destroyed. So maybe... Hey, let's not announce that, though. (laughs) Maybe Joey can help us out. I I think that was a confession. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I'm not sure we're getting around that one. Yeah. (laughs) In the court of law. It's a dumb button. Oh, fucking quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that was produced by Joey Sides. Joey Sides. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, let's give away a couple tickets to the All-Star Game. Uh, coming up on Monday here in town. Should be a lot of fun. Our plan is to have the show out there that afternoon, cool. actually, uh, at the ECHL All-Star Game. 904-362-9901. Caller number three. Win a couple of tickets to the ECHL All-Star Game on Monday here in Jacksonville. Let's take a break. We'll get back to some football talk and some other things happening around the world of sports. It's coming up next. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 here on a Wednesday. Uh, I just feel like Trev matured throughout the whole season. Uh, I feel like growth. Uh, I feel like he dealt with a lot throughout the season. I'm pretty sure if you asked him in the beginning of the year how the season was going to go, he wouldn't have told you when it went like that. But I feel like God has a plan for all of us, and I feel like Trev handled it just as well as anybody could have. And I mean, for him to go out there and just perform what he did yesterday, I feel like that's going to transition into next year, and that he's going to be a hell of a player. I feel like just watching him, you, you see the flashes, just see how great he can be. I think that he's do, he done week in and week out. And I mean, uh, just next year, I just, hopefully I'm there. And, and, and I want to help my boy. And uh, hopefully I bring a sense of um, calmness there. So I'm just really excited to be back on side of him again. That is Travis Etienne talking about Trevor Lawrence. It'll be good to see Trevor and Travis. Of course, uh, Travis's brother, Trevor, <laughs> committed to Florida. Picked the Gators over Clemson and I think LSU. So uh, that was last week. Yeah. I am excited to see ETN, see if he can change his def- this offense. And uh, yeah, the bottom line is, should he have picked him 25? I don't know. But he's on the roster, and he's an excitable player. And yeah. he should be able to change your offense. So we'll see what else uh, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars can do around him. You know, I feel like one danger zone we have coming up this offseason is I think a lot of people believe, okay, now you got to go sign DJ Chark, right? you got to keep DJ Chark. Well, I wonder if that's going to be harder than we think it is. Mm. Because I, I actually think it is tough. Because what are you signing him to? Well, do you franchise him? Well, that's a really expensive price tag for a guy that's really done it one year for yeah. you out of four. Yeah. Uh, do you give him a moderate deal? I don't know, two years, twenty million, something like that, or even a one-year show-me deal mm-hmm. that says, "Okay, come on, man, go make a, go have a huge year here, and then go make big bucks on the next one." Mm-hmm. But we got to see it. 
Like, I could see why the organization would say that. I could, But with all these other guys with torn ACLs and everything else, the wide receiver market's pretty bare. Yeah. And DJ Chark's a whatever 25-year-old guy with speed and size, and he's healthy coming uh, coming into the year. Like, this was, was? his injury was way back. Yeah. So, and it wasn't an ACL or something like that. I mean, it's obviously broken ankle, but it's he's running now and stuff. So he's going to be in good shape. I think the Jags are going to have some competition. Remember Allen Robinson? Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson was coming off an ACL, so it made sense for the Jags maybe to back off a little bit. You wonder what the price tag was going to be. Chicago said, I don't worry about the price tag. We'll give him 13, 14 million a year coming off an ACL. And then he was thriving that, you know, he that did. first year after it. So, yeah. So I, I just think that. Don't think it's a slam dunk that DJ Chark is coming back. The only way to make it a slam dunk is really to tag him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a guy you definitely have to take a look at because the options are are pretty bare right now. Like, I'm, I'm still on the, the, the Calvin Ridley hype train. If you can somehow swing that where he can come here, um, I'll, I'll trust that he's all good and, and he still wants to play the game of football. I'll take that risk. No problem there. But I think DJ Chark's a guy that you've seen the good. And, and then you, you've seen a Pro Bowl season from DJ Chark. You know, when he's out there, the team is more dynamic. When he's out there, the team is more, you know, offensively explosive. So I definitely think, you know, that's a guy, you know, I don't know if you franchise take him or if you just offer him kind of a minimum deal because I'm not sure what the market's going to be like for DJ Chark. I, I'm, I don't think it's going to be that crazy. I mean, yeah, I think it's going to be better than we think. You think so? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be hard to keep him. Because, again, outside of the tag, which seems pretty pricey, I think I'd probably run the risk. Yeah. Uh, it's who else is available in free agency? Mike Williams is going to be the star of the class that's healthy. Mm-hmm. People will maybe take the, the runs at guys like Godwin um, and uh, maybe a Gallup coming off ACLs. Yeah. But you're going to uh, have to wait Smith a little Schuster bit. Schuster will be available. Juju, does he do anything for you? No, I, I think DJ Chark is more intriguing than him. Okay. Um, you got your boy Will Fuller, uh, Jamison Crowder, T.Y. Hilton, Emmanuel Sanders, A.J. Green, Sammy Watkins. Uh, Jamison Crowder, low-key nasty. Jamison Crowder is low-key nasty. Hey, low-key dependable. Yeah, that's actually yeah. a better word. I mean, he's nasty. He's, he, he's nasty with how dependable he is. That's Same true. Thing. <laughs> um, he ain't a one, but he's a solid. No, he's not a one. Zay Jones. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's not a lot of that's household saying, names. Right? So, and, Otto Beckham Jr. And I think Allen Robinson was in a similar kind of market mm-hmm. coming off the injury. Yeah. And uh, Kristen Kirk? I don't know. I'd rather have Crowder. Yeah. Would you rather have Kirk, Crowder, or Chark? Hmm. I think in their, I mean, if, if it's 100% health, I'd probably take Chark. Yeah. Or yeah. over Kirk. So my, my point being, Crowded. this is really my point in this, is that, listen, I think everybody wants to see DJ back. You almost feel like you need DJ back because of, well, all these ACL injuries that you're not sure you should put a lot of money into that basket mm-hmm. because you don't know what exactly you're going to get the time frame of that. But I think it also makes DJ very... I mean, DJ now all of a sudden might not need the prove-it year mm-hmm. to make some pretty good cash yeah. on the open market. And so the Jags might have to pony up more than they think. And this show-me deal concept or this moderate deal concept, which I kind of believe they might be able to float out there to DJ to keep him in addition to adding somebody else. Yes. It might not be the case. Yeah. It might be either a tag or an investment. 
and try to outbid some people. And so maybe the tag in this instance, even though it kind of feels like a lot with like receiver tags, crazy, right? It's like around 17, 18 million dollars. Mm -hmm. Like that might not be a bad route to go, even yeah. though it seems kind of nuts to spend that kind of money on a guy coming off injury. So I'm going to give you a guy right now who's going to be a free agent next year. I'm going to give you his stats, and I want you guys to tell me if you want him or not. You ready for this gentleman? Next year? No, no, no. he's going to be a free agent this up-and-coming season, I should say. Sorry. But I'm going to, he's going to be a free agent. I'm going to give you his stats, and I want you to tell me if you want this dude or not. This guy played in 13 games. It's not willful. 40 receptions, 513 yards, Eight touchdowns. How many receptions? 40 receptions. Eight touchdowns. He had 40 receptions in 13 games? Started in 13 games, 40 receptions, eight touchdowns. No, I don't want him. No? I mean, not like, I mean, do I have to spend big money at him? Nope. Not less, at all. Less than the, than the tag? Like for Chark? Probably. Was the quarterback throwing him the football better or worse than Trevor Lawrence? Right now? Yeah. Better. Way better. Oh, well, Wait, I mean, okay, well, that yeah, doesn't better. tell me that. Alan Lazard. Yeah. There you go, man. Nailed it. No. Nope. You don't want Alan Lazard? No. You don't want him back here? Okay. All right. Uh, just, just threw it out there. Sorry. If that's all we're so, getting, So no. somebody just asked on, so this is my point here, okay? Somebody just asked on the YouTube channel, I think it was, would it make more sense to franchise at $18 million or sign Shark to a two-year $23 million deal? Well, if I could pick one or the other, it makes more sense to get Shark on a two-year $23 million deal. Mm -hmm. My point to you is that you're not going to have that luxury of doing so. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to come in and pay Shark more than that and, ex and, and invest more years on that. That deal is not going to be available. Because mm -hmm. the wide receiver market is not that great. Mm -hmm. And this guy is going to look even better than his resume because people will buy into the upside. And by the way, I think there's, I like DJ. I think there's plenty of upside to buy into. But I would say, given his resume, mm -hmm. he might, he's going to get more than his resume is worth. Sure. You know, yeah. Allen got what his resume was probably worth. The question you had about Allen Robinson was would people invest that kind of money coming off an ACL? And Chicago sure. was like, yeah, we're going to do it. And to be honest with you, Allen Robinson might be like a great steal now all these years later because he's got, uh, what do you have, like 30 catches for 400 yards or 300-something yards? Like he had a very down year. Yeah. So um, just keep an eye. I guess my point is I don't know if they're going to keep DJ. Mm -hmm. I think everybody right now in town is saying, hey, it would be great. Okay, you got Travis Etienne. You got Trevor. Are you going to keep DJ? Okay, well, well, don't go that far. Like, I think they would love to keep DJ. Mm -hmm. But are they going to keep DJ at what they want? Probably not. They're going to probably have to keep DJ at what he wants a little bit more and what the rest of the league is saying. That's the moral of the story here. Sure. And uh, I think it's a little bit of a dangerous investment based on the fact that he's had a four-year career and he had one great year as a pro bowler. He had one injured year and he had two kind of subpar years mm -hmm. when he was healthy. So there's a lot to digest there and then I also feel like okay is this organization continuing going to continue to let people walk that they drafted that might be talented and DJ is a very tough one to pick there he's a second round guy you drafted him 
You had some success with him. You could see him being very good in this league. Do you let that walk, or do you take the chance on, we drafted him, we're going to get more from him. We're going to cultivate. We're going to keep the talent. It's a tricky spot for the organization, no matter who's making the decision yeah. uh, based on DJ Chark. And I'd love to see him back here, I guess. I, I really would. I just think it's going to be a lot harder than people think. I, when, no, we, for sure. when we piece together their offense, I don't think you can say, oh, yeah, and DJ Chark. No, I mean, I think unless you want to tag him, he's going to have offers just because of what the landscape looks like right now. And then the landscape is very barren. The other guy that I found that's going to be free agent next year, but he might get tagged or they might do something with him, Jacoby Myers. Does Jacoby Myers do anything for anybody? More than Alan Lazard. Yes, agreed. Jacoby Talking. Myers? Yeah. I, like I mean, I think you got a guy who, has, who hasn't really been utilized in a New England Patriots offense yeah. properly. Could be an interesting name. But depending on what... Uh, okay, free agency is where they're going to go first. Yeah. How they treat that depends on how much they might need in the draft. Mm -hmm. But I think what most teams try to do is they'll try to collect as much as they can so they don't pigeonhole themselves in needing a receiver in the draft, right? Mm -hmm. Since that's the last part of the leg of building your team. Yeah. And uh, a guy like Myers, I think, helps fill out your your roster. I don't see him as a Pro Bowl guy, but he's he could be a cost-effective, very good player for you. For sure. And you need those two now. And definitely a guy that you can have in the slot. That's pretty dependable when he gets the opportunity. Let's get Steven on the line. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. He's been hanging around. What's up, Steven? Yeah. The time of the year is we've run a lot of Well, Steven's not ready. Steven? He's ordering. No, no, I, I, no, I'm still here. Oh, okay. What's happening? Hey, how you guys doing today? We're great. Doing good, man. How you doing? Uh, are you ordering me a coffee or something? No, I'm, in, I'm just now leaving the shop, so that's probably where the echo's coming from. Uh, I got you. You're all right. What you got? Uh, well, I, I'm behind you, Brent. I think that uh, Balky is leaving, and he's just helping out with the football questions and everything. Because I really hope and I'm praying that Shad is doing the same thing the Buffalo Bills did, where they got Shad McDermott first and then got Billy Bean afterwards. So I'm praying that they get the coach first, and then they get the questions on, we need to find somebody to work with you. Uh, yeah, I listen, that's where I come from. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Uh, no, it's, it's Brandon Bean. Yeah, it's Brandon Bean. Billy uh, Bean would be in Oakland. That's true. Or, yeah, by, Oakland. By the way, I'd go hire somebody named Bean because both are successful. They are. Yeah, one had a movie made about him. <laughs> that's true. Great uh, movie, by the way. I do Charles like I, I, I think you're... Uh, if you're looking right, I think a lot of teams right now are looking at the Buffalo setup and yeah. looking at the Buffalo situation and seeing that they've won a lot of football games over the last three years, the way they've turned that organization around. I think that's why you see um, Chicago mm -hmm. chasing after some of their folks, and you'll see other GM hires or at least uh, interest. I think Leslie Frazier and Dayball are still on a lot of people's lists. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, you always get these organizations where people pick from. Yeah. And right now, Buffalo seems like a hot team to pick their pocket. Yeah. And, and what's next? Uh, Indianapolis has been an organization like that. Uh, I think the Chiefs have obviously, the Patriots have obviously been. But uh, the Bills make a lot of sense to me. And, and to be honest, I, I go back all the way to, we did this during Christmas week, Casey, when I told everybody about that Buffalo News article. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much in common that the Jaguars have with where the Bills were at yeah. a few years back. And that was before they went to the playoffs in 17 and then made the decision to get Josh Allen and then ended up trading for Stephon Diggs and then kept acquiring talent. I mean, the Bills, I just saw something today where they were the number one defense in, like, all these different categories. They didn't even have a Pro Bowl. Yeah. And they have a lot of good players over there. 
but they are solid all the way around. When you have a team that's number one defense in a lot of categories and they don't have a pro bowler, that says you have a lot of depth. Yeah. And you have a lot of good football players, even if you don't have great ones. And we know Tredavious White's a great, really, a really good corner. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he should be pro bowl level corner. He got hurt late in the year. But I, I think I think the Bills right now are, are a, a blueprint and a model for not just the Jags, but I yeah. think they should be for the Jags to watch on the way they set up their structure, their hiring process, and the way they went about it, and then the way they built their football team. And the one thing, again, that you don't have to do here in Jacksonville now is you don't have to go get that quarterback. You don't have to spend a pick on the quarterback. You got the quarterback. No, for sure. You know, I mean, uh, I'm very curious to see how this plays out. We, are, I mean, at least call it wishful thinking or call it what's going to happen, but one would assume the coach comes in here and then he has his fair share of who he wants to take for the GM. The only issue I have with that, though, is like, look at what the Chicago Bears are doing right now, right? The Chicago Bears have had kind of years and years. I mean, they, they've gone in the playoffs, but they've underachieved. Well, you know, they're interviewing uh, Steelers Vice President Omar Khan, you know, for their GM job. Omar Khan is the guy who's probably going to replace Kevin Colbert yep. um, when he steps down. Now, if you can throw Kevin Colbert a, a blank check and say, yeah. don't retire quite yet. You have a wealth of experience. You had a good run in Pittsburgh. Come to Jacksonville and let's do this. I mean, that would be great. But it goes to show you just, like, there's teams right now that are trying to get ahead of this whole thing. Like, you have the Bears interviewing a guy who's probably slated to be the next GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers because he's been there since 2001, but they want to get ahead of it. They, they want to try to poach him from Pittsburgh. That's what teams are doing right now. Teams are trying to get ahead of everything, and it just seems like the Jaguars are more of like, eh, let's just kind of play, wait, and what, what, see what happens. Omar Khan's an interesting one, too, because the Jaguars would their – uh, with Shad going after Urban Meyer, took them out of the possibility of getting a guy like that. He was a hot name last year. There were some other hot names in the GM circles. And if he ends up being a star, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out and what transpires, whether it's Pittsburgh or in the Chicago or somebody hires him. Because the Jags, again, what they did last year and what they potentially could be doing here if you believe Trent Bulk is going to be the guy, is they pigeonhole themselves and take some people out of the equation. Like yeah. They took GMs out of the equation when they hired Urban Meyer because nobody wanted to, very few wanted to work with Urban Meyer. They knew they were going to kind of be a puppet in that situation. Sure. Right? And Trent Bulk is like, hey, I'd love to be a GM again. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't care who I'm working with, and that's kind of what I'm getting at with the here they are again. If Bulky is going to be the GM, which I don't think he is going to be, but, but that's Bill O'Brien saying, hey, I'll go work down there with him. Yeah, but even I'm not going to be head coach anywhere else. But even if he's not going to be the GM and say you fire him, you know, after the fact, who's to say Omar Khan doesn't take the Bears job? Oh, who's yeah. to say Omar Khan well, doesn't take the I mean, you're, you're behind. Yeah, yeah. You, you shot yourselves in the foot because now you probably lost the opportunity to interview a guy like that yeah. who's obviously very high regarded around the league is, right now. My guess is he stayed Pittsburgh. They yeah, kind of groomed him. No, for sure. But, but you never know, but, man. So I don't – you're right. You're right. I mean, yeah. you could be doing that now. Um, my bigger thought would say they'd miss out on a guy like him if he is a star in the league, from mm-hmm. last year's cycle more so than this year's cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be my guess. But you're not wrong. I mean, there are a lot of different – there's only, what, three jobs open right now, GM? Three or four? Three? I think three, but potentially yeah. four with Pittsburgh. Yeah. There are more than four candidates that are viable and that can, you know, fit that job. If Trent Bulky gets fired next Wednesday, you know, I think they'll have a good candidate. Sure. But you're not wrong. Well, you're about not the best candidate possible. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong here. Yeah. Um, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 here on a Wednesday as the, ooh, the coaching carousel is spinning in the NFL.
guesses? Guess who's back, 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 back. Not the song. I, I mean, I was going to say Eminem. <laughs> what, what, why are we playing this? As in, we, Eminem. This is Joey Sides. Bro, this is Eminem. It's Eminem. It's Eminem. <laughs> I thought he might have mixed the song couple of things together. I'm trying to... Someone's coming back. I mean, is this Eminem related? No. Not at all. Yeah. It's golf fix time, and I'm back because I won oh. last week. <laughs> I thought Brent won, honestly. Nah, Brent's horrible. What happened to my dude? Horrible. He fell off, keep huh? Keep Eminem up. I like Eminem. He was in the I lead can't. and then... Yeah, no, you keep... Do not keep that song up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I did what I could. I got out, got Nicely in. done. Nicely done. When's the newest uh, Eminem stuff? What was the last time that came out? Like last week. Oh, so is... You just, uh... Yeah, recently. Oh. All right. He's kind of got, like, features and stuff he's in. Yeah. The last one I heard... Oh, boy. Was no, no. The last time I looked up Eminem, yeah, I told you I'm an Eminem guy. I like I, it. We're aware. I mean, not like a diehard, which is obvious. Yeah, but uh, when he set the record for lyrics in like 30 seconds. Oh yeah, yeah. That was on um, not Godzilla. Yeah, I think that was yeah, called. yeah. That was uh, awesome. I had this conversation with my friend, and we'll, we'll get the golf picks in a second here. But I had my conversation with one of my best friends a couple of days ago about Eminem and how growing up as a kid. You really knew how much your parents would tolerate, depending on what kind of music you listened to. And Casey, you're a little young for this, but there was three albums that you could either have or you couldn't have because your parents maybe kind of put a, a taper on it. First, you had Limp Biscuit. If you had Limp Biscuit, your parents are pretty cool. They let you kind of get away with some stuff. Next was Eminem, his first album, the real some shady LP. If you had that one, okay, your parents are really cool and you get away with a lot of stuff. The last one, Marilyn Manson, Mechanical Animals. If you had that album and your parents let you listen to that, your parents were around. Well, congrats. Well, <laughs> that. Or, or your parents might have been the coolest ever. And the reason I say Marilyn Manson is because the album cover, if you remember, yeah. it, was, it was different. Yes. Just go and Google it if you don't know what I mean. But nowadays, if you sell I mean, nowadays it's like, ah, it's not a big deal. Did any, back then. Did any parents say it's okay to listen to Marilyn Manson? Or did they just not know? No, I mean, like, it was cool in my house. Like, we didn't. Like I remember, I had to I had to hide my friend's uh, Eminem CD that he bought like behind his parents' back because he couldn't have it in his house. Yeah, so I, I kept it you in kept possession, it. <laughs> and then when he wanted to hear it, I'd give it to him. What's the album? The cover that I'm looking for for, for Marilyn Manson? Yeah, Mechanical Animals. I believe it was called. Oh, there's no picture. I got to Google. Well, it. probably for good reason, Casey. Oh, it's funny you're saying that. Like you just said now, like like what's the equivalent of that now? Whew. I mean, it's it's hard to really push the boundaries these days. Mm. Yeah, but like nowadays, case it's not a big deal. Um, that's a good question. I would say the reason why you think of that. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I bring that up is I was just telling um, John Bachman and Taniki Hughes and Borish last night. Yeah. We were talking about like what's on like network TV. Yeah. And you know, there was a long period of time that I thought. Like, network TV, there wasn't a lot of great shows on. Then, of course, like Survivor and re the reality shows, American Idol and stuff kind of stole the show. But from a drama or yeah. sitcom, there wasn't a lot going on. Well, now all of a sudden, there's just, like, a ton of good shows. Like, I love Yellowstone, right? But you can find a show on all these different streaming services. And part of that, is, like, whether it's Ted Lasso or others, part of it's because there is no line, right? Yeah, and yeah. so you, you drop an F-bombs and you have sex scenes and sure, sure. all this stuff. Yeah. And so, but you can't put that on network TV still. Like, you're not allowed to. Yep. And so there is a lot, like, it has to fit in a box on network TV. Mm -hmm. And that's why you see, like, um, FBI everything 
you know, or Chicago everything. CSI, yeah, Chicago everything. Chicago or, PD, Chicago CSI, Chicago FBI. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, so yeah. you know, or you see reality shows. Yeah, you know, and so, so that's why you see it on network. But the bottom, what I'm trying to say is, there's a lot of good shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go find now. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, you better have every. You know, remember when cord cutting and stuff was saving money? Sure, sure. Well, now you got to pay for 15 different gotta streaming get those, things just to watch channels, out the same man. show. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> how they get you, Brent. That's how they get you. You ask the question, like, what artist these days do I think, like, is kind of like, uh, to me, there's two of them. But, like, see, it's different now, though, the landscape of music. Because, like, back then, like, I was talking about Marilyn Manson. Like, nobody knew, if you didn't follow Marilyn Manson, you didn't know who Marilyn Manson was. So if you're a parent, you're going to go to a store, like, go to Walmart, you're going to see an album with a guy rocking some female anatomy, and you're going to be like, I don't know who this guy is. I'm not going to buy this for my child. You have, like, Megan Thee Stallion now, or, like, Lil Nas X. Those are two prime examples of, you know, they, they push the limits a little bit, but, like, you know of them. Like, they're all yeah, around yeah. in social media. They're always trending. True. Like, y you know what they bring to the table, and whether it's performance art, call it what you want. It's just, it's a different landscape this year where I feel like kids can get away with more than we could back in the day because, once again, parents didn't know who Marilyn Manson was. They just knew the album cover, and you weren't getting that more than likely. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. We're out of time. Oh. Are we really? Yep. Bummer. To do golf picks? Yep. We'll carry them over for the next segment. Football at five golf picks. Well, I mean, I need time what, to study. We're just going to cancel it? I mean, that was a good conversation right there, Casey. I mean, sometimes you stay on task and sometimes you don't. The only, reason there, was, like, yeah, it's good the only reason there was good conversation is because I had the m, m ready to go. Well, you did. So yep. the words you're looking for are thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So don't worry. <laughs> you look concerned. We'll get the golf picks in. He just really wants Here's to brag thing, about though. him being good. Yeah. After he messed up on the fantasy you, football stuff. Do you see where gloating got you, though? Because no. Well, you played m, m because you wanted to gloat. I did. And now we're here. Here we are. Now well, we're talking about Meryl Manson, which I'm not mad at. Karma. Yeah. I love talking about stuff. Well, I, I, I can't I, talk I, about that on the you know other show. I still won last week, so that's good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna open these uh, football cards here on the show? You really want to? Oh, we got we got cards. Yeah, I, I got cards today. Oh yeah, let's open them up. Hopefully, get some couple Will Fullers in there, man. Guaranteed, Will. Just Fuller trying to help help. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Between Will Fuller and Trevor who's the, and Mac, who's the brand? Donruss. Donruss. Oh, that's. Way too much class for Will Fuller cards, you say, wouldn't you? <laughs> no. That's more of a respected brand, no? The card that's in my car came out of that same thing. Oh, let's crack them open then. Let's go. All right. Uh, maybe we'll do a little bit of that. That will be football at five. <laughs> we do have golf picks. Hawaii, here five, we come. Golf picks at five. <laughs> football at five. Uh, let's give away some Imagine Dragons tickets. How about that? 904-362-9901. Coming February 8th. We'll wrap up the music segment. Fun for the whole family, by the way. Fun that's, for the that's whole That's family friendly right family. there. Yeah. And February 8th, a couple tickets to Imagine Dragons. 904-362-9901. Be caller number three right now on ESPN 690.